0: One of the most difficult aspects of living in a Western culture like America is that when we speak about Shibud and Chayrus and all the themes of Pesach, so we associate Chayrus with freedom, freedom with rights. And in America, that right means the right to say anything you want, do anything you want, and focus on your individuality. The Teres Hashkafa, the Hashkafa Pesach, is that yes, we were Bnei Chayrin, we left Mitzrayim, but we became Avdei Hashem, and the Shibud is now to Akhar Shabbaruk completely. That means that we don't have the right to say what we want, in many cases even think what we want if it's not in line with proper hashkafah sachayim. The focus of the individual rights is not only something that Western culture thought of, but it certainly comes from sources that are not lefi Ruchainu and even when meant Lashem Shemayim, can lead to disastrous results. Aside, a few examples. The first one comes to mind, has to do with the actual process of the gula. We know that Shaivat Ephraim left Mitzrayim early. Completely the shame Shemayim. They felt the gula was at hand. And yet when they left, they were all annihilated. Because at the end of the day, they were not following instructions in Das Tehra. We know that. As discussed in the Drosha Saran, Josh Aleph. We know there were man who came, although he said the code of Bakud Pekadati. There were certain elements in Clay Sural that were Masupic, whether or not he was the true Gael. The Khadusha Ran asks, How were they Masupic? He said, Because Pekadati, they had a Maserah from Sarah Bas Usher. And the Drosha Saran explains that many felt they were maiminim b'nei maiminim, even though they were involved in a Zara due to the pressure. And they felt that if the Gula was really at hand, the Koshbar has the ability, which he certainly had, to take Klayisra out quickly, completely, without any ruse, without any tricking of power. And yet they couldn't understand, Moshe Rabbeinu was asking to go for three days. Why isn't it a, a complete break? and then it's taking time, and things are getting worse, and then we have Makis, Kaj Baruch Hu, has the ability to take us out, so can this really be the Gula? And therefore some of them doubted Meishu Rabbeinu. The Drash of explains further that in reality, what they didn't know was that the Gula was taking a slower process because Hash wanted to punish the Mitzrayim, the Konegad Mida. Shem wanted to show his Nisim and the flaws. And Hashem had a cheshman for every prot of the gula process. And yet, people, as soon as it didn't fit into the way they felt they would be making decisions, they were ready to reject the leadership. It's very interesting that in the Karbonis, we start Nisan with the Karbonis, the Nasim, and the Midbar. That's the reason we don't say Tachanan uh, for the month of Nisan, because so many days are included in this Yuntiv mode, so to speak. Mentioned by the Karbonis that the carbon was brought for Shevet Shimon, and Shimon had the Schus to go after Ruvain because he was a Kanoi to defend his sister Dina. We also know that despite the fact that he gets the Schar for wanting to do what's right, but Yaakovina at the time in Parshva Yishlach told them that he put all of them in Sakana. They should have asked, and it wasn't the right thing to do to kill out Shechem. And they said, we can't let it go. And Yaakovina again gave the musr by the brachas and parshas Vayechi. If you think about it for a moment, Yakavina's taina is that they're going to be put in danger. And they said, we have to be brave, and Hashem will protect us. Again, a bystander would think that perhaps they're right, perhaps... The older Tzaddik is being too cautious, perhaps he's being scared, which certainly wouldn't be, according to Yaakov, in his Madreig but they didn't see it that way. They didn't see that they had a pagam in their midah, perhaps too much kas, perhaps only 1% of their own kas, with 99% lishma. but at the end of the day, they still made a mistake, because they felt that we can make our own decisions, and they didn't have to follow direction. In the Navi, in Shmuel days, in Perich of Daled, the Pesach says, af Hashem, Hashem is angry at Klai Normally it says the reason of a Razara, other Averis here, Rashi says, L'yadati alma. I don't know what the anger was, and the Pesach doesn't explain. And because of this anger, Hashem caused Dov'ne to make a mistake in Alocha, to give an order to count Klai And because of this order, there came a mageifah. The Ramban comes to explain what the anger was and what the mistake was all about. And Ramban of Parshas explains as follows. We you his Lushan. Davon HaMelech asked to build the of We know that Hashem said he can't because he was an Hamal, which was a mitzvah, and every person, every Russia he killed was like a korban in front of HaKarosh Baruch HaBad Lamaisa. The Beis Amitish had to be built by shalom which will be his son Shlom Hamelach. The Ramban says he made David menorah. Hashem is baruch. Menesha Amar, kedamim rabim shafachta artz l'ofonai. Then it's after the binyan Admorah Shlom, it was delayed until Shlom Hamelach became king. The Ramban says a half a decade chiddush. The ilu ha'yisrael chafetzem If Klai Israel would have been wanting, pushing, more desirous of the Binyan HaMikdash. They would have been demanding it. And David HaMelech would have been able to build it because David HaMelech would have been the representative of Klay Yisrael, but it wouldn't have been only Davod HaMelech. Had Klay Yisrael been asking for it, had they been Mavakshim for this central Mokom for Averis Hashem, and David HaMelech would have been part of the project as a Melech Yisrael, but would have been built then. Rabban's lushan is, They would have been the builders. Since David was inspired himself and no one else was joining him, he couldn't build it. And that's why there was an anger. Why wasn't Kalei Israel demanding the Geula Shlema? They were... In Eretz Yisrael. So they felt, well, we don't need a gula. They had a Mishkan. We have carbonus. What was the problem? The problem was that everybody was into what they were doing. They were into themselves. Everybody was secure. Everybody had their panasa. Everybody was from, and they felt, it's enough. What do we need a base of mikdish for? this, what Rav Dessler calls anuchias, this uh, self-centeredness, this own, their own myopic view of the world, that whatever I have is good enough and we don't necessarily have to work on the cloud level, is what caused the great anger in Shemayim. And it caused the fact that Davran Malach, when he asked himself, was not given permission to build. Rav Dessler explains further, in Elio, he explains the Middekaneg and midah. Why was Davon Melech set up, so to speak, to make this incorrect decision on counting clay as well because of this anger? Says, Hashem, was almost Mesis to make this mistake, which Chazal say, is, No not to do. Davon Melech had he thought it was a mitzvah to count them, so he went ahead and did it, but there was no need. Why this mistake? So Avdeslu explains that the Yisrael account people is because we're accentuating the individuality of each and every Yid, as opposed to looking at them as part of the Klal. And this mistake was thrown upon David HaMelech, and he made the mistake to 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 Yisrael that the mistake in not asking for the Mikdash, was the fact that they were too much focused on themselves, their own lives, and not worried about the Klal, and not worried about the Kavad HaShinu. And Desla says further, that's why immediately after the counting, there was a magefa. Magefa takes away as lashon is as huxla. The, the population was, was lessened because of that. And they came to understand that this inward-looking, their stance, that we don't need a base amikdush, was the cause of this. And of course, the story ended that the Malach was stopped on the Malkam HaMikdush and HaRabayis, and Davon HaMalachim understood this was the Malkam HaMikdush, and the Tikkun began. We see from this that Pesach is not only about Bitochen and amuna; It's not only the center part of our Maseira. It's also teaching us that Klay Yisrael left as Klay Yisrael, and we have to react as Klay Yisrael. We have to be worried about each other. We have to be focused on each other. And the interesting example of this in the Haggadah talks about the Arba Bonham. And there are many you point out, and this is certainly one of the primary lessons of the Arba Bonham. Why are we listing the Arba Bonham? We know that there's a Chachom, we know there's a Tam, we know there's an Enei Elishal, we know there's a Russia. So the Russia, we give a very harsh response, apparently it's a Russia who's not a Tinishanish, but is a person who knows better, and is not interested in hearing the answer. But what do we do with the Tam and Enei Elishal? So apparently, the Balagoda wants us to focus as parents, as Machanchim, as people who are friendly with others, who have issues and need help, need help in their learning, need help in their understanding of Yiddishkeit and in their growth of Yiddishkeit, that we have to deal with all the Banam on their level. And there's a very fascinating part that the Briskarov was fond of telling over, he says that he heard, he told the over to Ramesh Aaron Stern, he once came to his house and he said, there was somebody by me, he didn't say who it was, he just told me of a vert, I'd like to repeat it to you, if the prescriptor is repeating the vert, it means he held of it. He said, why is it that Navi is always refers to, Chazal is referred to, the Bananavim, and Bonim are Tamidim, and Tamidim are Bonim. What are we supposed to learn from the fact that Tamidim should be like Bonim? He says, the derech Ha'ilam is if you ask a Rebbe, say a Rebbe has 30 boys in his class, and they ask him to tell us about the boys, he'll say, Oh, these 10 are Gavaldic, Mamish Masmidim, such good learners, such smart boys. And then he'll talk about the next 10, they say, They're also good, they're him, but they're stark. And then he'll say, In the bottom of the class, we have these 10, sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't listen. What will he continue to talk about? His pride and his nachas of the 10 best tamidim in the class, which is perhaps natural. That's the tamidim. You ask the father about his banim. Say you ask a father who has four boys. He'll tell you about his one boy who's a natural masmid and an ilui. He'll be very proud. He'll tell you about the other two boys who are good, solid, young men, but teira, are learning well. And then he might tell you about his fourth boy who Nebuch is not learning and has no Cheshek and has no Havana. And he won't stop there. The rest of the conversation will be what can I do about this son who needs help. That's the difference between a father and a Rebbe. There are many wonderful Abayim who act like the father and that's what Chazal are getting at. Rebbe has to understand that each one has to be treated like a child. But it's not just for Abayim. It's for all people who can watch their friend, their neighbor, who might be struggling with children, and understand that every single child is a potential Talmud. Every child in Klay Yisrael deserves to learn and has a need to learn and grow in their Yiddishkeit. And every Eniadei Lisho, not yet from perhaps, and every time those who struggle with their understanding, it's our personal lachryas, even if it's not your child and it's not your Talmud, he's not in your class, he might not even be a neighbor. Every single person in Klay Israel has the ability to help, whether financially, with their education and their tutors, whether taking out time to learn with them, sharing of art, being Mechazik them. Klay Israel can only grow in this function if we're growing together. And that's why the Haggadah highlights these bonim To know, yes, there might be one son who doesn't want to hear, and you have to be stark with him. Most of them are interested, they just don't know how to ask, and unfortunately some of them are so far, they don't even know that they should be interested. It's up to us to light that spark. I'd like to share one more very fascinating chazal. This talks about four Yiddish are kings were all tzaddikim from Ahi Yehuda. It's a medrash rabba in the Psichta of Eicha. Read the medrash and then we'll discuss the shaila that everybody asks on the medrash. There were four kings, all tzaddikim, all fought very important battles for Klai Yisrael and helped Klai Yisrael and saved them. And as they were fighting, there were four. Different Madragas. It starts off with David Amalach, as chronologically it should. And Lucaira David was the greatest of all of them. Arba Malachim Hayu Masha Tavazelah Tavazev Elohain David Asa Yashofat and Khiskio. Let's go one by one. David Amar Erduf Alvi The Sigame. David went to battle, chased the enemies, and killed them. And he asked for Siat Deshmaya, Amalakbach or Nisakain. I will help you. And David was a hechet, the that he always won in his battles. Also, another great tzaddik, a descendant of David Melech, Amar Ani bi Kayach Lyrag. I don't have the Kayach to kill them. I will do some ishtadlas, elani Ani Reidefa I'll chase the Atta he has to Kaj Baruchu to finish them off. Hashem answered, Amalo Ani Isa, and I quote, P'sukim, be the fame also. Doesn't say also kill them, he chased them and Hashem finished them off. That's number two. Number three, Melach Yoshafat. Ahmad Yoshafat v'Amar, Ani Aimbi Kayach lalarig v'lalidif, Ani Aimar Shira v'ata Isa. Yoshafat said, I don't have the Kayach to even chase after them, let alone to kill them. I'm going to say, Shira, please help me. Akosh Barucha said, I will do that as well. Quotes the Pasik Beise, Chela Barina, Tehila, and the army retreated in disarray. The fourth king, Chizkiyah HaMelech, was faced with an army of 180,000, surrounded Yushalayim, it happened on Pesach, one of the that we mentioned in the Agoda. Omar I can't kill them, I can't even chase them, and I can't even say Shira. Ela ani yosheyn Amitasi Please, Hashem, I'm going to sleep. Please perform the nights for us. Amalekar Barucho and the Isa, and we know by He, Balaila, Huva, Yitzim, Hashem, V'Yachav, Vamach, and and all 180,000 troops were killed. So all of the before discuss discussed the obvious Kasha. The David is in the highest madriga, and it goes in descending order. So why is it that we find that David did the most shtadless going down to Cheskioh did the least shtadless? Sisachayim explains that David HaMelech was indeed the greatest in his Bitochan and Amunah. And because he was so great, he understood that there's no danger in him doing the eshtadlis necessary in a regular battle of chasing and killing the enemy. And he understood that even though he's doing this regular eshtadlis, he's not going to think that he has one iota of the credit for it, and he's not going to think that anything is due to his Sim simyadi, And therefore, there was no danger in doing that ashtadlis. Asa was more concerned, and he felt if he would actually destroy them, he would take the credit, and there would be some of him, some of that Anochius, in the equation. And he didn't want it. I said, Hashem, please, I'll chase them. You kill them. Yeroshaphat was even more nervous, felt. He was in a lower madriga. He said, I feel it's dangerous for me even to give chase. I'm just going to say shira, And if I say shira. I'll know I had nothing to do with the nace. Chrisquio was even afraid of that, and he said, I'm not even gonna say shira. I'm going to sleep so I can take no credit whatsoever. I think this measure speaks volumes in our gullus, which is a very unusual gulus. For thousands of years we've had by and large poverty and persecution. Life was dangerous day to day to walk the streets as a Yid to do mitzvahs berabim was dangerous quite often. Here in America, we have a wonderful, wonderful, sweet situation, should last, i be as gold tzedek, that we could do what we want because of our freedom, despite the downside of the improper view of what freedom really is that we began with. But freedom has many advantages from a Yid in America. We can practice Yiddishkeit without fear. We can say what we want in defense of our Yiddishkeit. We go to work, and by and large, people make panosah. And the danger here is that we're doing so well in the Gashmi realm, so well in our freedom, so well with our self-esteem, that sometimes we can think that it's us, and look how well we're doing. And this medrash is teaching us that the danger is most potent when you go to work and, Baruch Hashem, you make a lot of money, You build institutions, we even have Ishtadlis, we do with the government, and we have a voice. You run the risk of k'echi yadi. You also run the risk of when you're working to make your own panasa, you run the risk of forgetting that the Hashem is showering us with bracha like we never had in the entire period of the Golis, people compare it to the Golden Age of Spain. that was... uh, Nothing compared to what's going on in America. Why did Akash give us all this? So we should uh, live a fancy existence and we should uh, spend more money on ourselves. Chalila. The purpose is to rebuild Klai Yisrael after a Holocaust, to rebuild Klai Yisrael after a spiritual Holocaust and to spend the money on the cloud to help others. The famous Pekad Rebbe that says that three times in history, we will have a situation where the pasuk mentions reicher v'alachamor ab mavinu yachv v'shesachamor when he went to bring the gula and on ani reicher Khamar, the Mashiach. Maral explains the chamor represents chumrius gashmius. There are three times in history we needed an infusion of gashmius: the beginning, the dawn of the building of klai yisrael from ab and he was a person alone debating and inviting people to see what a Baruch Hu is all about, Kaviyacho. And he needed money for that. He ran a yeshiva and he was promised fame and fortune. What did he want, fame and fortune? He didn't want it. But he needed it in order to be able to attract people and command respect and be of people to the Devar HaShem. The second point in history was by Yeshiz Israel. They were promised Acharei Ken Yetsu Gadol. You start in Klei Yisrael, millions of people. You need the Beezus Mitzrayim and the Biza Ayam to be able to start off Clay Yisrael on the right foot. Amen. Kema HaChain Teira. And the third point in history, which is coming, emir Shem very soon, is the Ani Rechav HaVlech where we're, again, unlike any other Gullus condition. We have, by and large, incredible wealth comparative to what we ever had in the Gullus. And you have to ask, why is it here? Why the wealth? Why the power? Why the influence? The answer is, it's the a preparation for a gula, which is very close at hand. Shem wants us to rebuild. Rebuild our communities. Rebuild psychologically to have that self-esteem and pride that we have in our yiddishkeit. But it has to be used only for that. And these resources must only be used and only focused on how to help others and how to help the klal. By and large, we're doing that, but we have to reinforce that and then this Zman Chayris will become a time where the Chayris is used only for Kvot Shemayim. The Gashmias and Chumrias we have only for Kvot Shemayim and will lead to the Gula Shlema, which is extremely close at hand. There's no doubt that the Gulas is unique in this situation, very unique in the Kalim we're being given if we use it the right way.